This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match in association with Bet Rivers your hometown sports book. And I'm delighted to say that being joined this week by former world number four in men's tennis, James Blake, who's had a very busy couple of weeks as he was tournament director at the Miami Open. James, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, definitely uh, resting up a bit after that. Um, that uh, That was very busy, but now it's uh, nice to be home. And was it? Were you able to enjoy it? I mean, it was obviously busy, but was it? Was it a good two weeks? It was great. Um, the tournament went really well. We had uh, so many positive comments from players and fans and sponsors that um, it just seems like it's getting better and better every year. And I'm, uh, I'm really loving being a part of that, and and hopefully being a, a small reason for it continuing to improve. And um, yeah, it's, it was great. And we had um, some unbelievable matches. Um, so it was fun. We, we dodged a little rain. That was uh, that was tricky in the middle there, made for some some tough, uh, tough decisions scheduling wise. But um, yeah, it was fun. And um, yeah, happy to happy to be there and happy to, uh, to have such a great uh, finals weekend as well. Were there any any moments that stood out for you? Any highlights? Um, I mean, on the men's side, that center Alcaraz match was incredible. Um, and I think it just shows some of their matches, their, their most recent matches have, have made it, you know, just absolute um, nail biting stuff and, and just incredible, uh, incredible tennis. It's taking the sport, um, you know, just getting the sport better and better. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully 10 more years, 12 more years of that rivalry. And if it's if it's even close to the level it's been the last couple of times, uh, I'm really excited for that. On the women's side, I think the finals was incredible. Uh, Rabakina, pretty impressive after winning uh, Indian Wells to come back. It looked like she might have been a little fatigued in her first match or two and um, and then still fighting through that and playing some great tennis to get to the finals. And then that first set tie break was, uh, I believe, it ended 16-14 or something. Just uh, just amazing. And Kvitova, you know, just the highs and lows of that of that tie break were uh were enough to uh, to to give someone a little bit of a little bit of a heart attack. So it was um. It was fun tennis and really happy for for uh, Kvitova, who's had obviously a, a ton of ups and downs in her career. Absolutely. Great for her to come back after so long and win a, a WTA 1000. We mentioned Sinner Alcaraz, but I suppose we better mention the winner as well, uh, Daniel Medvedev, um, coming yep. back to, to win another tournament this year. Yeah, I mean, just amazing how well he's done on the hard courts this year. We'll see how it goes now going into the clay and the grass. But um, for him, I mean, he's he's now really trying to put a mark on him being the best hard court player in the world uh, with the title there in Miami. I uh, would have been interesting to see how he changed, uh, how the matchup changed if Alcaraz had gotten through Sinner. Um, unfortunately for Sinner, he woke up not feeling great on the finals day, but Medvedev, and those courts that were definitely quicker than Indian Wells, he was loving it. And, and Medvedev... Um, 
played um, unbelievable really the whole way through. Eubanks did a great job. He was a fun story, uh, making it through qualities, making it to the quarters, but um, did a, you know, handled himself really well against Medvedev uh, also. And then the semis against Hatchinov. Uh, Hatchinov also played re- really well and accounted for himself uh, unbelievably well in the, in the event, but Medvedev was just too tough. I mean, I, he definitely could have easily been the, uh, the, the favorite uh, to start the start the tournament and and he proved it the way he played on those on those quicker hard courts absolutely so you mentioned obviously Miami being quicker than Indian Wells but the now we go back to slow and it's the start of the clay court season how yeah. difficult is it now to transition from those hard courts to European clay courts well we still we've got a bit of American clay court action at the moment but but yeah some European clay courts it's it's such an interesting time because the those players that are itching to get on the clay are now so excited. You know, they're okay. We made it through the hard court season. Now we get um, quite a few weeks in a row. Uh, Roma, Madrid now being ten day events. You got Barcelona is always a huge one. If you're if you still want to get more matches in before uh, the French, you got Geneva. Um, so it's uh, it's a great time if you're a clay quarter and if you're if you're like most of the Americans and uh, this was really your time to do well at the the hard court ones. Um, if you've done well, you say okay, now it's kind of icing on the cake. See if I can go to the clay and see if I can win at least a few matches. That's why a lot of them go to Houston because you're playing against a lot of other Americans and see if you can get a amass a, a few points at least on the clay before going over and and possibly playing a lot of players that feel much more comfortable on the clay. Um, and it's a time to maybe work on work on certain things that you're not as comfortable with. Um, so it, for, for the Americans, sometimes that's playing a little more defense, um, maybe not relying so much on uh, getting free points on your first serve um, and just finding ways of, of really setting points up a lot more. But um, it, it's, you know, the, the clay quarters, though, now they're they're in their in their element and they're they're loving the, this feeling of getting back over to Europe and and um, making the Americans a little uncomfortable after the Europeans have, have maybe been a little uncomfortable for the last month or so being in the States. But um, it was still always a fun time for me. I would take a, a little break right after Miami and then uh, uh, Houston would, would try to be pretty enjoyable. And then you got you got to get ready for Rome, Madrid. But I always felt like Rome, Madrid played relatively quick compared to like the compared to Paris, compared to the, the Dusseldorf's or the Munich's or uh, or the Hamburgs, because, um, you know, I, I just felt like Rome had a little bit more quickness to it in Madrid, especially with a little bit of altitude. I felt like I could still play a pretty aggressive style and do well at Madrid. Well, we've got the first one coming up at the weekend in well, just early next week, Monte Carlo. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned Rome and Madrid with the altitude, but Monte Carlo, that would probably be one of the the sort of traditional slower Play yeah. court ones to start, so there's no there's no easy transition, no easing in. It's straight straight with the attritional slow stuff. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for a lot of the Americans that are, are not as comfortable on it and don't don't transition as well. Because if you are, um, if you grew up on it, I feel like you just you you can transition so much easier because it, it's just kind of in your in your training in your DNA a little bit. Um, that movement, the ability, because that was that was the issue. I only played Monte Carlo twice. And both times struggled so much with the movement um, because it is slower. And the guys that were so comfortable on it um, just seemed like they had such better and surer footing than I did. Um, I got beat up by uh, Al Costa and then Guillermo Coria the couple of times I played it. And they obviously they're both pretty darn skilled uh, clay court players, but they um, 
they made it pretty clear the gap was huge when I was playing them and not that comfortable. I mean, it probably still would have been huge, but maybe not quite as big if it had been the end of the clay court season as opposed to the beginning. But um, so I think that's a tough one always for Americans, for people that aren't as comfortable on the clay. Um, so look for some of the guys that have been uh, on the European clay and have felt comfortable on it in the past to, to generally do well in, in Monte Carlo. Guys like, <clears throat> excuse me, Novak's been training over there for a while, so I think he'll be extremely dangerous, um, especially now with Alcaraz and Rafa not playing it. Um, you look for Djokovic to be a pretty heavy favorite, I would see at Monte Carlo. I would say at Monte Carlo. And anyone else, anyone you think could maybe a bit under the radar at this time, anyone maybe at a bigger price who might be, I mean, do you fancy any of the Americans to, to make an impact there? Um, I know Ben Shelton's going over there to, you know, to really try his hand and he's pretty new uh, to the clay. So you never know with that kind of excitement. Uh, they lost a pretty routine match. Um, it's in Estoril, the Dominic team. Um, see if that's more an indicator of team being back to the clay quarter that he was, or if that's Shelton still not feeling quite comfortable on the clay yet. Um, so he's an interesting guy. Um, Otherwise, um, I mean, Sinner still just playing as well. And I, he he kind of joked in his in his speech, uh, now it's the clay, so we'll see if uh, others will have a chance to win other than Medvedev. So see if Sinner's maybe looking forward to to getting on the clay. with As heavy as he hits the ball, he can still hit through people on clay and um, just see how comfortable he is moving on it. Um, uh, some of the other Italians, I look at Musetti, uh, who won a clay event last year and um, possibly uh, break through, uh, have a better performance at one of the one of the thousands um, this year. We'll see if he could do that. Um, uh, let's see who else. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, there's there's a few guys. And then on the women's side, um, look to see if if Jabor can take her kind of all court game. She's she hasn't had as great a, a past few weeks, um, so we'll see if maybe she's got that sort of reinvigoration by getting on the clay. Um, see if she can do a little better. Uh, Pagula's got the type of game that means good. And then, you know, for the American women, I actually think Coco Goff is uh, is someone that can really excel on the clay. So much has been talked about her forehand needing time. And so now that she'll have a little more time on the clay, um, see if she can really showcase all that athleticism to be able to play the defense. And then that forehand with time and being able to set up can be effective on the clay. So I look forward to her. Um hopefully playing well on the clay and see if, you know, I, I think the French open will always be her best opportunity to win a slam. So um, see how she's doing. See if uh, Sviantec is back healthy because the way Sviantec played last year on the clay was seemed unstoppable, but um, if she's dealing with a little bit of an injury, it could be an opening for Coco. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned Jabir and uh, Pegula and they're in actually in Charleston at the moment on the green clay. Um, yeah. That's a bit different, is it? It seems to be a bit quicker yeah. than the, the European clay, um, it, yeah. which will probably give Pegula a bit more of a chance. Yeah, I think so. Uh, she's incredible. Uh, she just won the doubles. Her and Coco won the doubles in Miami. And, you know, she was as happy-go-lucky as someone can be, having a great time. Just, I mean, I, every time I talk to her coach, like, is she really going to keep playing doubles? Like, she's three in the world in singles and wants to play doubles in every event and um, doesn't mind the fact that she's there late for doubles or coming back early for or whatever. And, he said, nope, she wants to play. Um, she loves playing these matches. And, you know, she's just a gamer. You know, to me, she's um, she strikes me as kind of like the old school um, players that just, you know, they get out there and play and they're good at it. They know how to compete. She had an unbelievable comeback at one point in um, 
in Miami and she just, you know, she, she wants to, she wants to be out there competing. It's great to see. Um, so on the clay to go from playing finals of the doubles on Sunday in, uh, in Miami to, I know she was driving up there on Monday, um, to be already playing on the green clay and adjusting and adapting, you know, there aren't a lot of players that would say, Oh, they'll be fine. No problem. And she's one that will figure it out as quickly as possible and, and just find a way to compete. She's also a really smart player. So I know she'll, she'll be able to manage her game uh, a little different on the clay than, than she did on the hard. And I, I think she'll adapt as well as anyone could in that short amount of time. And I, I think the women get a break next week. So Pegula hopefully won't be too tired this week and she can have a rest next week. Uh, you yeah. mentioned, you mentioned Houston and um, any, any contenders there that you can maybe pinpoint for us? Um, well, um, you know, I, I like Tommy Paul's game uh, for the Americans on the clay. Um, you know, I'm not sure he's as comfortable as some of the, the Europeans, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a tournament that's kind of uh, overrun by a lot of Americans that maybe aren't as comfortable on the, on the European clay. And um, so I like Tommy Paul's game. He moves really well. Um, and I feel like he's been playing pretty confidently and he, uh, he had a tough one with, with Alcaraz where he just, you know, got a little overwhelmed by him in Miami, but I like the way he's played this year. Um, so I think he's got a, I think he's got a decent chance. A guy like JJ Wolf um, can possibly do well uh, on the clay. He's got a, a huge serve and um, you know, pretty big game. Um, just got to see how he moves on the clay. Um, but I know he already, he won his first round. So I think he's got a, I think he uh, Pretty sure he had a decent draw. So I think he's got an opportunity to go far there as well. And for you, James, now that Miami's over, what's mm -hmm. your schedule like now? Is it kick back and relax now a bit or is it? Is it kick, back and relax to some degree if, if you call that i mean uh taking the kids to softball and soccer and tennis and everything else they've got um over spring break uh relaxing it is i mean it's a lot it's a it's definitely fun it's definitely rewarding um i wouldn't say relaxing is always the word but it's uh it's a ton of fun and so that's what i'm doing for these next few days um and then yeah uh nothing Nothing work-wise, really, until um, until Wimbledon. So uh, I'm excited to be to be home and spending plenty of time with the family for a bit. And I'll I'll catch up on watching tennis because the funny thing is, even though I'm tournament director in Miami, I don't get a chance really to slow down and watch a lot until I watch some of the night matches. Those are usually uh, it's usually a little slower for me then. And then the finals weekend is when I get to watch because. Um, things have slowed down a bit, but otherwise I, I wasn't watching a ton of tennis. And I'll get to I'll get to watch a little more these next few weeks. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to hearing more from you during this play court season and, and getting your, your observations on, on what's going on in the world of tennis. And um, so, uh, yeah, thanks very much, James. And um, look forward to, well, Nigel back in the hot seat next week. And, yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, hopefully uh, look forward to hearing from you again then. Thanks very much, James. Thank um, you, Roy. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks very much. And Thank you for tuning in to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. And if you're betting on the tennis this week, enjoy it. And uh, good luck with your bets. And uh, we'll be back next week, as I say, with James Blake for another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.